and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye slash The Gift, season three, episode five, where Eski will want me to acknowledge that lots of stuff happened, although I'm still extremely can... confused about what's going on. That's okay, as long as you admit that something happened, as opposed to <laughs> last time when we were all yeah. in the mouth. More happened than last episode, for sure. <laughs> Including a lightning quick drive to the other side of the country but <laughs> which I'm sure we will talk about I, I just need to say like honestly who calculated the distances on this show like have they never been outside nobody of nobody calculated that's why they that's why it keeps happening every season let's take a short drive to Mardin or a it's short drive to a Dada 15 hour drive according to Google Maps so yeah. right Jesus um I am not drinking any tea nor do I suspect are you two, but <laughs> I'm very jealous of Sophia's Alba Horace, which are maybe one of the best cookies in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not drinking any tea. Maybe I will after this, but I don't have any like just barely before the podcast tea to report <laughs> this time. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm having some orange juice with soda water whatever it's called in English I can't remember so like homemade orangina basically yum did you get a soda stream no but I want to <laughs> that's why she has a can of like club soda and then her bottle <laughs> and then orange juice <laughs> no free ads <laughs> yeah. but if you want to sponsor us we're here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode, and good luck, because it was so confusing. Yeah. Honestly, I just really want to watch Love 101 Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's you my... really want to watch the rest of us. <laughs> wow, so note to showrunners, if someone watching your show with like three episodes to go in the whole goddamn series is like, I want to watch a different show, you're probably, I mean, probably think about pacing differently would be my only suggestion yeah ouch (laughs) okay so the episode starts with Atie um in a very windy place um just getting some wind apparently I'm just kidding she's wistfully looking at Aden and just having wait let me just check the seat oh yeah this is the right episode so then we see there um (laughs) Yeah, like like it happened before in oh god, I just in 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 Masum, I like accidentally started watching the the beginning of the next. Episode. Oh my god, no spoilers! <laughs> no, no spoilers. Um, that was really funny. I wish that would happen again because that was really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so they're going up these steps, and it's like this nice, like very thoughtful moment. Um. While uh, Marozan, um, Erhan, and Umut are on the way to Mardin, because that's where they decided last episode that they need to go to this monastery in Mardin. Um, and then in the meantime, we learned that Atiya decided to go to Ozan with um, Aden, because she really kind of wants to understand better that vision she had and like why Aden is the way that she is. So basically, there's that. And then um, Erhan and Umut are exploring this monastery and they're trying to like make sense of the symbols on the walls because they think that that's what's going to give them like some sort of explanation about something um, and so then Ozan and Atiyah have this whole conversation and he's like oh so you saw what she sees and you know that my duty is to protect her even from you like all this stuff I think he said that last episode but he's kind of like repeating it and he's just like saying how she's really powerful and how she has this like these like really bad nightmares that he is like trying like has had to like protect her and like help her sleep because like her dreams won't let her sleep and like right as they're gonna going to get into something deeper she gets a call from Erhan who's like yeah I'm in Martin bye <laughs> what a useless phone call and so Umut and Erhan um, somehow they find a cafe inside the monastery which seemed quite unusual if you ask me but I don't know 
have you guys I would like, go come there. across? <laughs> it didn't seem well, that weird to me. I feel like if it's now a, I mean, it's still a functioning monastery, I think, but if part of it is like, you know, informative and kind of a museum, it doesn't surprise me that much. Mm. So Ati is still trying to get information from like about Aden from Ozan and they're like talking inside but like it seems like Aden can hear everything I don't know we can discuss that in the gossip section it's not clear to me whether she can hear the conversation or not but she's like touching a purple stone (laughs) and like right as they get to some sort of climax of the conversation they like hear a crack and the stone is like in a million pieces and she's nowhere to be found so they like run after her and then we go back to our friends Erhan and Umud who are going to the monastery whatever and they find her like in another part of the beach that has this giant like concrete ruin on it I don't even know what it is we can also I was discuss- so confused <laughs> I thought she was still lost and then all of a sudden she was sitting on the beach again and they were watching her there was like a titanic shipwrecked on the beach I don't know what was going on I know what the hell is that um oh and it it turns out that like the only thing that calms her nightmares is her drawing the Atia sign or something or like that's something that like calms her down whatever so Umut and Erhan are still trying to figure something out and then they meet this old lady who I don't know if she's Umut's aunt or it's just like an auntie, like generalized yeah, auntie. Yeah, they clarified that it's not biological, but oh. so it's like, yeah, auntie. Who, spoiler alert, is Nurjan. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler only dots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a spoiler. It's just a fun fact, I guess. Um but I guess we'll get to Nurjan in a bit. Um, so they like sit down, like she's singing this song about these birds. The, well, yeah. Is it a poem, a song? I can't remember. Like some sort of um, It's a legend. It's just one of those like myths, kind of like the, um, uh, oh my goodness, what's the name of the snake lady? I forgot her. Oh. Shahmaran. Yeah, Shahmaran. Yeah, so the Simorg is like similar Mesopotamian mythology just a bunch of birds who don't realize that they make a big bird they think the big bird is like its own thing but it's actually them it's like look within anyway i just ruined that whole myth for the world (laughs) (laughs) and so it turns out that that umut well like they just sit down inconspicuously and it turns out that umut knows the end of the verse so that's how we find out that she knows this woman um and then Erhan, Ozan, and Ati are still having, you know, this whole conversation until they realize that, well, Ati realizes that, you know, um, Aden is like either in pain or like having some sort of seizure, it seems. I don't even know. Probably just like a nightmare. I don't know. And so they sit down with this lady who like tells them the story because um, they're like, oh, something really bad happened in this monastery, but like we can't find it in any history books. They're like, no, it's not for history books. It was told down from generation to generation. <laughs> I feel like from the tone of your voice, you thought that was a little ridiculous. <laughs> for what reason? Nobody we're knew. We're talking about until a right massacre now. here. Take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so ridiculous the way they like, like did it into the story. Like, if they had done it like in a more earnest way like it wouldn't have been ridiculous like you know there's a lot of massacres that you don't read about because like like for whatever reason I mean for the reasons of the perpetrators probably like they are not very public but this massacre just seems can we rank this um can we rank this explanatory dialogue versus um <laughs> oh children look different children can look different uh, <laughs> in different timelines <laughs> oh man that's hard <laughs> i don't know i think they're both uh they're both kind of milestones in this genre of screenwriting wow <laughs> oh honestly it did feel kind of like a throwback to the protector because they are also called protectors also which... oh yeah yeah like yeah they're like the loyal ones oh yeah called protectors for sure <laughs> 
so yeah so she basically she says that there was a massacre and that there were some protectors like there's these people that guard these ancient secrets and they were massacred for their secrets not that long ago like when when was a child so she's like yeah well you told me that my parents ran away ran away she's like no your parents died but i had to tell you a lie okay that 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 one is the top one for me like how is telling someone their parents just up and left more <laughs> logical than telling them they died they do not but love you, know, you, but they're not dead. But they don't love you. <laughs> I mean, are we, are we now watching a Disney movie? <laughs> God, I felt so bad. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's, like when, it's like when parents tell their kids that their dog went to a farm, but they yeah, died. Except like your literally. whole parent, your whole set of parents went to a farm <laughs> without you. <laughs> And it's a really nice farm and you're not invited. Right, you're not invited. Yeah, they don't want to see you. It's it's totally personal. They don't want to see you. <laughs> um, so basically, this woman's like, yeah, like, you have a lot, there's a lot of secrets and whatever. Um, and, she, and then Umut's like, is there something you're not telling me? Honestly, like, it just might be that since I don't understand Turkish and I can't hear, like, the tonal shifts in her voice... Like, it just sounds ridiculous to me from just reading the subtitles, but it definitely sounded really ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was rolling my eyes at the whole, like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't tell you that your parents died. I just told you they left. So, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you're a protector. Yeah, exactly. Like, Were you wondering about that birthmark on your shoulder? Because that's what that is. You're, like, the only <laughs> one of your kind left. <laughs> but Melek has that birthmark, except on the front. But it's a tattoo. Oh, yeah. I, and I did not make that oh, connection. Yeah. yeah. We shall see. So basically, oh. this 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 auntie tells them to go to the house that Umut grew, grew up in. Um, and that there is where they're going to find all the secrets. Um, which, whatever. Um, honestly, like, I don't know how they're going to wrap up this show. I do not trust that it will be wrapped up but um so Atia goes to help Adem and basically like she touches her and it seems to me maybe I'm reading too much into this that like it's the first time that Adem feels that Atia like protects her or like helps her feel better we shall see okay I don't even know what they talk about with this woman so then um Umut, oh she has a birthmark on her shoulder we see it very clearly that's because she's a protector and then they're like in town and she's just like like reflecting on how like nobody ever told her anything and she's like finding out so much about herself blah whatever um i don't even know if there's anything relevant in this conversation except that she goes and tries to kiss erhan which helped I knew that so, was going to happen. Yeah, god why. They, <laughs> like the, in the car they're all like happy and like lovey-dovey and Atia is like all in her earnest face yeah um and she's like oh I'm sorry and he's like it's fine we can still be friends like who cares it's all okay whatever okay sure Erhan most unrealistic thing to happen on the show by far is a man <laughs> showing that much restraint <laughs> <laughs> yeah except yeah he I feel like this is gonna be real sketchy from now on but we shall see also it could be influenced by the fact that I finished a tv show the other day where like the guy cheats on his wife and is kind of an asshole about it so oh, no yeah this is now yeah tainting your worldview at home is really pure so don't let it don't let it cloud your judgment <laughs> oh god and then we have Melek sunbathing in the pool um and she gets evilly well, she though ha- everything is done with yeah evilly because evil. yeah. <laughs> um, their hair is always wet so that's right. evil. <laughs> and i think red lipstick i think she still has that by the pool it's like makeup and yeah. any kind of hairstyling evil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she gets a phone call from ozan that's like what if i get atia to take me to go back and she's like oh well yeah that would like move the plan into action whatever <laughs> so dumb and he's there like sitting in his douchey g-wagon of course and then 
John Su arrives also with, always with wet hair too. John Su. Um, yeah, I. Also- I okay. Yeah, never mind. I'll save it. But like, they do not do her any favors on this show because I think she's really cool, beautiful, and interesting looking. And every time she shows up, I'm like, oh my god, this poor girl. Like, who did her makeup and hair? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, this scene was so, what the fuck, like, I can't even, so she shows up and tells Ozan, like, he's the worst, and, like, she Also, she shows up having heard him be really sketchy on the phone, and that Mm -hmm. that he was literally going to mislead Atia into going to give it, and she, continue, Sophie, but I just thought that made everything they talk about all the more ridiculous, because this is not what you need to be focusing on right now. So you you think she did hear him, and then she tells Atia, that's how Atia knows? Yeah, because otherwise, I think Atia didn't trust him anyway. So I don't think Johnson actually bothered to tell her sister. But the way that mm. she was just standing there furiously by that open car windows, I mean, there's no way she didn't hear that because it was like, yeah, two him seconds talking before. to his dead mother. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Yeah. So she's like, "I took you back, and you're a piece of shit." And like, why did I even ever take you back? Like, you suck. And like, you're a piece of trash, and you have never been able to stand up for yourself. Like, you are the worst. Like, I don't like even... is this how you're like she's having like what i would consider a fairly run-of-the-mill like lovers you know squabble Girl. with him yeah when in the context of him being a child kidnapper of her yeah. niece like this is like too chill of a convo to be ha- or too normal of a convo to be mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. in the context of everything that's happened so but it was in, weird. in the yeah in the previous interactions that he is like well you kidnapped this child for all these years and you don't have any knowledge like she just brushes over the fact yeah. that he kidnapped the kid and he's just and she's just like worried that he doesn't know more about the child which is also worrisome but like dude she, he like he yeah we got daughter. past the kidnapping thing really quickly <laughs> too quickly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's having this like art session with the kid or like to make her draw the symbol i guess with her with set up atia set up yeah. and them and so they go to this like vision thing where we have zuhre we have oh, what's the name of the little girl uh Seher. Yeah. And so they have this vision and like the the grandma finally like helps them understand and what happened is that Atia is like Eve, it seems. Like she's she committed yeah. the original sin, which they had honestly been hinting at from that weird flashback scene of her with the long hair and Ehan. I'm also kind of like fuck the screenwriters for calling it original sin though, and like blaming Agreed. Eve for that. Oh, I agree Whatever. with that. <laughs> Um, so like she's just saying that like every woman in the family is more powerful than her mother, like how this mm-hmm. is the whole thing. Uh and whatever. I don't I don't even I don't believe it don't for know. setup. Setup be chilling with no power. Yeah, setup is <laughs> fucking useless in all yeah. worlds. So yeah. <laughs> so then it's the next day in Marden and Umut is wearing a really nice dress. <laughs> Main takeaway. <laughs> May take away from that, okay. Um, so they go to this house that's in perfect state, even though it's been closed for like 40 years. Because, like, let's be real, Umut is not that young, TBA. <laughs> like, when the, they're talking about her age, and then they show her wrinkly forehead. So, like, oh, okay. wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She well, she thought her parents were at the farm all these years. <laughs> it's just very hard bit. on her. It's very hard on her. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was extremely harsh of my part, but I'm just angry <laughs> about this house being in a perfect state when it's been so many years. That's my, my critique, not, not her. So Atia has another phone call with Erhan and he's like really apologetic and like, I love you, blah, whatever. Because it seemed in the previous calls like they were in a fight. I don't even know. These calls are dumb. Yeah. Um, so they're looking everywhere in the house to see what they can find. And they find like this drawing of the universe. They find, they find it via a white like dove flapping around like in front of the right wall to start peeling plaster off of it's like y'all would have been searching there for weeks (laughs) if that bird hadn't showed up (laughs) hashtag sim work hashtag look within (laughs) (laughs) 
oh god how ridiculous everything is um and so then set up like the jansu and could, like they finally have this conversation and basically it seems like she's packing her bag and then we find out that she did her master's degree in london in this timeline and she like lived there for a while or something i don't even know what that conversation is about but like they have a nice little mother daughter bonding moment i think it's just i think it's just set up being like yeah you do run away from your problems in a very extreme and physical way like you literally pack up and leave anytime anything goes (laughs) kind of wrong we are not talking metaphorically running away from your problems (laughs) we are talking (laughs) get on a plane (laughs) yeah go to another country or another continent um Oh, and did, I, I, I might have missed it, Sophia, but in the family hallucination scene, um, set up gets her birthmark back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really touching moment. So touching. Yeah. It meant a lot to me personally because I care about her so much as a person. <laughs> this is the starkiest episode we've recorded. I know. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll talk about this in the gossip section but i couldn't connect the dots with now atia like driving to marden with or not to go back with this dude ozan and she, she's like driving and then she gets a message from ehan that's like yo um no now you need to come to dada because we need to find the tree of life oh i forgot to mention that they found the thing and then it's about the tree of life. So they stop the car and Ozan gets off and he calls Melek and say and says, like, are you sure that like Serdar wasn't doing stuff for you? Because like Ati had told him that Serdar was like he said he did the ultimate sacrifice and it was all for Melek. And Melek is actually going to the cemetery and she's taking flowers. But here's my question. Is she thinking and taking the flowers to her own grave? Or yeah, to Serdar's grave? She laid the flowers on her own grave. Okay, and that's what I thought. Wow, what a, a narcissist. It's just, yeah, again, begs, like, the question, is it another, like, physical version of her under the soil? Or, I mean, what's going, like, I don't know if that'll ever be explained, but yeah. like, what is going on with the atoms that represent medic? Like, are yeah. they underground and above ground, or what the hell? It's weird. I like yeah. have the conjecture that this is her body, but one of those aliens is oh. inhabiting the Ooh, body. I like Ooh. that. I like that too. Because she says something like thinking her dead body that makes yeah, me think that it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. So that's my current theory. Sophia, were you saying you weren't connect able to make sense of why Atia was in the car with Ozan? Like why she went on the road trip? Well, what like they, they had other characters talk about it, but there's no moment when the two of them decide to go to Gobekli yeah, that's, together. That's true. They, they don't show them like deciding to drive together, but Ozan is the first one that says it's probably that tree that you need to go yeah. to. And then when um adhan calls totally un- unbeknownst you know to adhan that this conversation was had with ozan and he says yeah. the same thing and at that point she's like oh okay maybe i should go there yeah um plus the family hallucination also points to the tree i think yeah yeah also in the graveyard scene we learned that it's 2027 because oh, that's when it says sardar lived to oh and good good observation yeah well they put it they actually put it in the subtitles because they translated the gravestones i think okay okay so but what (laughs) i guess that explains johnson's fashion choices and auntie's maybe (laughs) also the the kid is the kid is eight years old remember yeah so i guess 2019 was when the birth and stuff happened yeah that makes sense um so they're on the road and Seher like does Seher and stops them in the middle of the road. <laughs> Seher does Seher. I mean, she, she's done it so many times now. And so Erhan doesn't stop and like Atiyah like either. Ozan doesn't excuse. stop. Yeah, Ozan doesn't stop, but Atiyah either it's an excuse or something or says like you just ran over a little girl. Yeah. Um, Because 
Ozan didn't see her and it didn't seem like they ran over someone. From yeah, exactly. Movement. I mean, Atia, Atia was like tensed up because she didn't know what would happen when the car reached Went through. Ahead. But then she was like, oh, let me just like capitalize on how tense I was and pretend that I'm really worried that someone got run over. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it was pretty smart. I've never seen her be that smart. Usually she's pretty much like go with the flow. Yeah. Mystical. I mean, yeah, yeah, so she's, she's, I haven't seen her be like d- deliberately deceptive. So it was, yeah. it was a nice moment. <laughs> she gets in the driver's seat and she drives away. And then Erhan and Umut arrive to this archaeologist of the is it of the monastery? I don't even know where the archaeologist is archaeologically. I don't know, but he knows Erhan yeah. super well, so yeah. very confused. He, he, he's in the pirate show I watch. He's, <laughs> he, he, he has pet roosters and he's a pirate. Wow. Is, there, is it about Barbaros? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and so Atia like, arrives at Dada and she goes to this underground cave um, which reminded me of our little excursion in Sofia in that church because <laughs> like she Funniest just randomly starts ever. randomly starts running into bones on the floor <laughs> and uh, then is just like walking behind her and uh, that's the end of the episode and I accidentally watched into the next one but that's the end of this episode <laughs> <laughs> So although we've gotten some of our snark out, I feel like there's still some to go. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Well, first of all, the episode starts off with Atia giving a really long, boring speech about thresholds. And I just wanted yeah. to point that out. That was annoying. How many episodes have started out like that with basically the same speech? All of them. I mean, sometimes it's set up, sometimes it's Erhan, but it's always a speech that means nothing. Yeah, like pseudo deep. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia, you kind of alluded to this. I had this written down in the beginning of the episode when Atia tells Erhan, like, oh, I'm at Ozan's house. We're chilling. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) um i just like don't get this relationship i don't believe in it they haven't shown us anything like the only thing they showed us was like after umut tries to kiss erhan they showed us like a sweet phone call between the two of them so we wouldn't be worried i guess but like i just don't believe them together at all and i don't understand how these two people are coexisting Atia and Arhan, mm-hmm. you don't understand? Okay. Yeah, because they're so, like, Atia is so weird and emotionless. <laughs> and Erhan yeah. is just, like, wants to go beat people up. And I just, it doesn't make any sense. I can't get over how both of them are, like, generally basically fine with Ozan. I know. Like, as well. And I just know what you said. Just that, that part of the triangle of doom. Don't get it. <laughs> <Triangle> <laughs> yeah, I really don't get it at all. Like him kissing Umut back would have been way more realistic than any of the nonsense. And so like entertaining, like it would create yeah. some drama here. There, Instead- there's been there's been palpable sexual tension the whole time they've interacted, mm-hmm. which is also weird because I don't well, I mean, I don't know, because it doesn't seem like the screenwriters wanted that, but they kind of did because then she kissed him. But like now he's like the most loyal husband ever. So whatever. Like, right. He's the most loyal it. husband ever, even though we haven't seen a single scene with him and Atier like having a good time being yeah. married. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine just like eight years of not knowing where your baby went would be good for a relationship. No, it the whole thing is confusing. Like it would yeah. actually make a lot of sense and be interesting if Umutz was like a factor, a love triangle yeah. factor, but yeah, I guess she's not. Also, why no, is she I not Hannah? Think she is. I, I definitely think she is because they were hinting at it. Like, oh, God. Because that first scene in the car was like, 
oh yeah, we're having fun. We're just two people on a road trip kind of thing, you know? Is there any chance that Umut is not loyal to the cause and that Mark we saw means she's in the cabal that Medic is in? Yes, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Interesting. I like that conjecture. It doesn't make any sense with the auntie scene that we had, but I like yeah. the idea that she has this mark. Auntie could be in the Melek cabal has too. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I really like that. Her. That would be super cool. Turn. It would make more sense if she's just trying to like distract Adhan with her womanly wiles. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Because I'm assuming it's the Cabal's ancestors or prior, you know, iterations of the Cabal, the aliens that did the massacre at Dada. Like, I assume that yeah. they... Yeah, okay, this, so can we yeah. talk about this? Like, this was so confusing to me. There was a massacre at Dada, but those people were also the people at Gobekli Tepe, but the Gobekli Tepe people didn't no. get massacred. The Dada no, people got the, massacred? The, the, no, no, no. Okay, yes. Yeah. So the people that got massacred in Dara were several centuries or generations after Gebek de Tepe was originally settled and like set up. Okay. So they were the they were the direct descendants of the Gebek de Tepe like OG mystical magical people. Okay. Okay. So I guess Atia's ancestors, I'm guessing, ultimately. Um, and then the people who killed them in Dara, I'm assuming, are the OG aliens or whatever you know this group of evil people right like what they were trying to accomplish we don't know yet maybe sophia does because she watched part of the next episode (laughs) but she's not gonna tell no (laughs) i don't know um okay i guess i guess i get it it's i just feel like i I just feel like it takes a lot of like effort to get to an explanation like this so i'm like hoping that they actually exerted themselves enough to explain all of it uh yeah it, it kind of feels like when we went to nemrut for no explicable reason this is this show is also just like a tourist <laughs> like you know yeah. tourism video like Mardin is like a very photogenic city it's gorgeous um did we really need to go there probably not but hey it's pretty <laughs> and the monastery looked really cool <laughs> yeah Let's see. Uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny how she described the massacre as like, I don't know, like they were super learned and so they got killed, which has nothing to do with what we think the Cabal's motives are of like stopping overpopulation. Right. right. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I was confused. Yeah, I think this next episode, they absolutely have to tell us what their deal is. Like, we if, have to if- meet them. Yeah, we have to meet them. We have to understand what the hell medic is. Like, is she, uh, you know, a body snatcher or, like, an actual, like, her IDK? Um, I think if they they don't explain in this next episode, they really leave themselves, like, no runway to explain and then also reasonably resolve things. I'm kind of worried even uh, about their ability to resolve things with three episodes to go. Yeah. If they leave it to two, then, like, Jesus. (laughs) I mean, it seems like we're done with like the mid-season setup episodes yeah. to me, and, and like now we're in a cave, and shit always happens in caves in this show. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen like straight-up monsters or like well, a little bit with like Atia's for season one like self-zombie hallucination, but we haven't like seen anything like profoundly um, monstery. Uh, in the show so i don't know what they're gonna do with this creepy skeleton case (laughs) yeah that was creepy that was very (laughs) i understand now why sophia said this episode had some of her greatest fears (laughs) 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 oh god i really want almost to be a traitor yeah yeah such a good twist me too me too i think it's very possible like she clearly is much more intelligent than Erhan. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and she like, I mean, it's, it's such a smart trap to lay, like acting like she's agoraphobic and doesn't want to participate. And then like basically Erhan begs her to participate. And then she's like, well, fuck you over because I'm evil. <laughs> that would be dope. 
Okay, so let's talk about uh, Sophia, your brush with fame, aka Nurjan, aka Auntie, who didn't tell <laughs> that her parents were dead. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> As so- me, you might you might have to have to tell this story because I don't remember it that well. I don't remember it that well either. I think you're right. Okay, okay. So I'll, the reason that Nurjan Edan, the the actress who guest stars as horrible auntie um, at the monastery, is like someone of note. Is she's been in a couple of TV shows. Um, I know her um, from the Turkish adaptation of Dawson's Creek. Uh, great, great wow. teen drama. Uh, Turkish version is better than the OG American version, in my humble opinion. Um, so she played one of the characters' moms, even though she was like only eight years older than the character. Classic, Classic women getting yep. cast as old <laughs> hags, like once they turn thirty. Um, and she, and I also know her. I've seen her performing as um, Sezen Aksu, who, who we've talked about in a previous episode. I think when we were doing the Love One Hundred and One episodes, um, one of Turkey's most famous. Um, singer-songwriters. Nurjan has long been part of her kind of supporting uh, backup singer lineup, although Sezenox doesn't tour anymore. Um, the I think all of the concerts that I went to when she was touring, Nurjan was one of the backing vocalists, so she's also a musician. Um, and Sophia was at some kind of an elite artist's resort retreat i don't even know where the hell you were but you like met a famous <laughs> no, writer that's not where i that's not that's where, where you were for this part oh okay so <laughs> you had i a think lot of i met her in, in istanbul making oh, okay. birthday. <laughs> as as one does casually <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and like we were all foreigners and had no clue she, who she was so i think that was probably odd also because like she's very well known in turkey and we were just making Turkish meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we were just uneducated foreigners who didn't know anything about Turkish culture. I mean, that's probably what she, she probably preferred that kind of interaction versus like Turkey. Also, I feel like a lot of people in Turkey, especially these days, because she hasn't been on a show in a minute, I would say, at least, or at least to my knowledge. So. I feel like people wouldn't, she's not like one of the dizzy stars that people would be, you know, tripping over themselves trying to get a selfie with on the street, but she's cool. I like her. It was nice to see her being the shittiest aunt ever. The shittiest <laughs> fake aunt ever. <laughs> My main takeaway from this is that we need to watch the Turkish Dawson's Creek. It's so good. There's so I many tried episodes, to though. watch OG Dawson's Creek and I was like this is stupid after like two episodes so. it's so different. Is like, so obnoxious also. They, they, they change the um like the characters you can identify in the first episodes like which of the Turkish characters is the stand-in for which American character like Pacey Dawson etc but beyond that it, it really takes a completely different path so which is why I like it because the actual Dawson was a little bit ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about Jansu where to, where to begin? She girl. survived another episode. She, I thought she, I thought her overhearing via standing right next to his damn car was like, that was the end for her. But okay, he yeah. literally ended his conversation saying, mom, she was yeah. right there. Yeah. She clearly knows that his mother has been dead for 30 years or whatever. But she, she just brushed over that and was like, okay, I'm going to yeah. yell at you for 10 minutes. Yeah. About like just kind of basic shit, like not like Such kidnapping basic or shit. why yeah. is your mom alive and you're talking to her? And what was the point of that scene? You're just wasting our time with this. Like we yeah. get it. They're broken up. The end. A better use of time would have been either her screaming at him for his actual crimes or <laughs> him killing her. Yeah. And being like, wow, he's so evil. He killed her. That would have been a better use of plot. Or just having her die like when she crossed the street two episodes ago. Like, what is she adding at this point besides <laughs> interesting fashion choices? And, and heart to hearts with your other favorite character. Right. Which giving us more <laughs> setup in our lives, which we do not want or need. Okay. Nobody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the only thing I can think of is the point of that was that she's going to show up in Marden and die there and that they had to explain why she would be there. Maybe. I guess. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know what's going on with her at this point. 
Um, and set up too, like what's the sprouting seed thing? Is that the tree? Did we solve that already? Yeah. So that's what, um, that's what Atia and set up originally. Well, it, okay. Okay. So grandma <laughs> was saying stuff that made Atia think, oh, this confirms that it should be the tree at Gebek de Tepe, which is what Ozan said in laying the trap. And that's mm-hmm. what Adhan said in his own misinterpretation of the wall, the hidden wall mural. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Sahar, for whatever reason, during the family hallucination, whispers and setups ear. It's like Sahar Dochner's sister is the most useless person in this family <laughs> hallucination. Yeah, she's definitely, she know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She should know the best out of <laughs> all the dead people in the family hallucination. Um, but yeah, then she, yeah, the, the sprouting seed things makes Atia, it kind of confirms that it shouldn't be at Gubik de Tepe. I, I, I don't know. It was like, or, or she, once Adhan calls her back, she's like, oh, I get it now. It's like, I don't really get it now. I don't really get how you. Okay. Okay. So it was just like some yeah. evidence that it, it was in Martin yeah. and not in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like confirmed it, but like into just Sahar's weird riddle did not, was not helpful. But when Adhan was like explicitly saying, don't go to go back to Tepe, then the riddle made sense. But IDKY, I guess Sahar and Setup are just like destined to be very, very, very minimally useful, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. more useless than useful yeah most of the time. yeah do we need to say anything about the original sin discussion it was disappointing i don't really have anything more to add to it i don't know why this has to be a story of the first woman fucked it up and now all these other women are trying to um clean up after her it's like uh she didn't actually fuck up <laughs> but okay <laughs> yeah it, like why why because yeah. we already are fighting the cabal like it could just be atia versus cabal like why does atia have something to make yeah. up for right why does she have this like original sin baggage which yeah. again has literally only been used to um subjugate women <laughs> throughout human history yeah yeah i don't know um speaking of women Melek uh I think I think we were definitely right when we said last episode that they're making Ozan um ready for like a turn to the good because that conversation Mm -hmm. in the car where she's like she's walking through the graveyard and she's gaslighting him about how horrible well Sardar was horrible but like her heroic efforts to save him Mm -hmm. when we've seen nothing of the sort I don't know. The whole Melek thing is weird. I guess she's just super evil. I just want to know if she's like her. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the body stature idea. That's great. Yeah. I hope that's what happened, but I think like Umut, <laughs> we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, well. We just, just proved that we could make a better show. <laughs> we could. Netflix, hit us up. We hit got this. Up. If you want to go to all the tourist sites in Turkey, we'll make up good reasons to go there and we'll put them in the airport to get there. Yeah. There will be a lot of conniving and twists and other kind of nonsense we wanted to see happen in your shows mm-hmm. that y'all just weren't brave enough to do, mm-hmm. but we're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. And then the last thing I have written down in my notes is like, Atie and Aden get to the creepy ass cave that Sophia would like to make her new house. And <laughs> <laughs> why didn't she go there with Erhan? They're supposed to meet up there, but he was just taking too long, even though he's like much closer. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. She should- like Dara is in Mardin, like he is within the He was the there. He, yeah. We saw him talking to the excavation guy. Yeah. Like, well, I maybe don't... something happened to him. Ooh, maybe Umut happened. Maybe they're Ooh. they have a little love shack in Dara somewhere. Skeleton, skeleton. Um, I don't know a good word for sex, so I'm gonna say sex. Skeleton, <laughs> sex. <laughs> Trying to think of a cute so way to say that. There's so many good euphemisms. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, holding the purple stone. 
Sophia said earlier. (laughs) I feel like it's a euphemism for something. Probably drugs. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah. So wild, wild. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, what are they? What's gonna happen at that? Like, what? What? Like, what is? You know, what do we think? What's the point of this trip to Donna? Yeah, good question. Bringing it back to the whole point of the show. Yeah. I think they're gonna get stuck in the cave, uh, then and not to you. Oh, that's a good but thing somehow, that the show has done before. <laughs> they're probably gonna go back to that scene of um of Aden like dying. Yeah, yeah. It probably has something to do with the original sin. Then they're gonna like reverse it. Somehow. Maybe that's the original sin is like killing your child. murdering your daughter. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Although, doesn't the I feel like the Bible looks fondly upon that. No. Yeah, it's true. God's all like, if you if you worship me, you shall kill your son. And then Abraham's like, okay. And then God's <laughs> like, oh wait, don't. <laughs> Bible studies with Eski. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If, if anyone, if if, the, if this podcast gets in the wrong hands, I'm going to be on some lists. <laughs> I'm a nice person sometimes. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Like, maybe, like, Aden has to confront her anger for Atie and they get through it and then they're both like dumb smiling people for the rest of their lives but i don't know <laughs> what that gets has to do with the cabal ified <laughs> okay dumb and smile like thinking back to season one like she was great she was like sassy yeah. she was an independent yeah. artist she had yeah. all these things going on now she's just like an emotionless smiling nincompoop like what is wrong with her <laughs> she, they ruined her character they did they did she's so boring yeah Hundred percent, the least interesting character. She's even less interesting than set up with set up. I'm at least like, are you gonna do something? With yeah, OT, it's like I know you're gonna do the right thing because you're just two dimensionally good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. It all started when she healed Sardar. That was the beginning of the end for her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to move on into our history section where we are talking about the city of Mardin and the ancient city of Dara. I did some Dara research. I did not do any Mardin research. Lucky for you, I have the esteemed Wikipedia page of Mardin (laughs) open before me. I'm sorry, you mean the um, 18th century... primary text written about the city that you have in a thousand page novel that I memorized that you memorized yeah yes so it's I'm tearing this information from my brain okay good um so (laughs) Mardin is a city and a province of course the province is more expansive than like Mardin city proper it is as I said earlier in the episode, a very photogenic um, tourist hotspot. Although I should say it's a tourist hotspot, but not in the way that like Istanbul or Ephesus or like some of like, or or Cappadocia, some of these like really obvious places are. Mm -hmm. You don't see a lot of foreign tour groups going to Maiden. It's more domestic tourism or like foreigners who maybe have been to Turkey before and know that it's somewhere that, you know, they need to hit. Um, I wouldn't say that it's still, it's nice in the sense it's still sort of undiscovered, um, by the world at large, but, um, it still gets quite a bit of Insta, Instagram attention and and tourist, (laughs) tourist time and tourist dollars. So that's good. Um, the architecture is stone. It's a very striking, um, kind of, I don't know what kind of stone it is, but it's like, you know, light, it's like white slash sand colored, um, anyone who you know any turk if you any turk oh it's limestone okay um any turk who you (laughs) you show pictures from like mardin to 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 someone from turkey or someone who's been uh who spent some time in turkey like they will immediately recognize it as being mardin architecture um so the old town is kind of like similar to what we used to see in north africa like or or other parts of the middle east and levant it's 
kind of a labyrinth of old buildings, um, all, like I said, stonework. There's so many representations of non-Islamic faiths. There's the, it's the, the headquarters of the um, Syriac Orthodox Church. There's a synagogue and a Catholic church and all these different um, denominations represented with active congregations still. For me, it really symbolizes kind of Mesopotamia in Turkey, um, similar to, you know, parts of Urfa and parts of Gaziantep province as well. But Mardin kind of like that, the fact that the capital of the province and the kind of the main urban center still looks so ancient is really uh, notable and interesting. Um, the Tigris River runs through the province, the, the city of Mardin with the, like I said, all the, the, the iconic architecture that I have been discussing um, is right, right on the banks of the Tigris. It's on a hill overlooking the river. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I, even though I'm talking about it, like I've been there, I actually haven't. It's one of my top places I want to visit. Um, I've watched a lot of kind of travel um, videos on YouTube, Turkish and, and English speaking folks who've gone and, you know, film themselves visiting and trying to live vicariously through them, but <laughs> haven't had a chance to go yet. The monastery, obviously, that we talked about last episode of the podcast and then that we saw on this episode of Atia is within the Tur Abdin region, which is a, the way I understand is a bunch of these old um, religious structures, uh, old monasteries. And there are there's actually a Kurdish majority in the city. Nurjan Eran, who played the the ridiculous auntie, ridiculous and horrible auntie, um, she was speaking Kurdish when Adhan and Umut approached her uh, originally. I'm a little bit confused about the this. I probably should have said this in the gossip section. I was a little bit confused about why the language of the Gebekli Tepe people is the language of the cabal now because they were saying something about that but like the cabal in season one was speaking syriac but now they're not i guess a little bit confused by language but that (laughs) could be a part of the plot because like umus knows this language of the cabal wasn't that sketchy oh no it's the protector language but maybe that's bullshit and it's just because she's evil maybe we again we're hoping we're We're hoping. hoping Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have. I mean, it's uh, it's cool. We would like to go, I think, all of us. <laughs> yeah, would really like to go. Okay, so they also went to Dara, which is an ancient site that's 18 miles, 30 kilometers southeast of Marden. Um, and so it was built in the 6th century CE, by the Byzantines slash Romans at that time, uh, I guess Byzantines, but basically Romans, to f- in, as a part of their conflicts against the Persians. So the Persians had a city, uh, I forget what it's called, that was like right there. And the Byzantines were like, oh shit, like we have, we have nothing to come back to when we're going to fight them. So they built a city um, basically for the purpose of having a base for their army in the region. But it is called by some the Ephesus of the East. It is one of the only cities that is purely Byzantine architecture. Nothing was built on top of it. Um, Nothing was there beforehand. So it's a really good example of exactly what that time period was like in terms of architecture. Excavations began in 1986. And uh, the most notable finding is a 1500 year old mass grave. I'm assuming for all the soldiers, but who knows? And it is trying to get on the UNESCO World Heritage List. So it's going to be on the tentative list in 2022 or three, uh, 2023, I guess. So it's hoping to get in there. They have a five-year excavation plan. I think a lot of it is still unexcavated and that's why they're still not um, a UNESCO World Heritage site, but probably will be eventually. And it looks really cool. Would like to go. You don't think the mass grave is for um, the slaughtered Gebektetepe? It's the slaughtered protectors, like yeah. Umut's family. Come on, Sammy, open your eyes. <laughs> Sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Oi. 
It also has a gigantor cistern, which is pretty cool. It's apparently six meters deeper than the famous cisterns in Istanbul, which are already pretty cool looking. So Mm -hmm. would like to see that. It looks so beautiful. I'm really sad that we didn't go to Mardin or here. We'll go our next trip. Or the list for an extra. Well, we're going to be on our next trip for two months at least. Maybe <laughs> Hell <three>. yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well <else>? anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to go to Varden and Dada, and maybe we'll go on our big Turkey trip maybe this summer. Yes. Let's do it. Great. Yeah. I'm turning 30, so that would be a great, great <gasps> oh. way to celebrate. Oh my God. That would be so fun. There you go. Let's do it. Okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck Sultan of Success and Fatima's hit list. Um, guys, I have a confession to make. I didn't write down any what the fucks because all of my notes were what the fucks. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) I have a lot of what the fucks. What are yours, Sophia? Well, one, why did the auntie wait like 40 years to tell her, uh, to tell her the truth about her parents? Yeah, the the reaction to it was so casual. I was just like, oh. She was like, oh, okay. That's, I also think it's what the fuck that they're bringing in this like romantic chemistry between Umut and Erhan like really like three episodes away from the end like was that really necessary yeah I completely agree and also like even bringing in a new character who's so core to the plot three seasons in when they've been cycling these same characters through the different timelines I think is really kind of obnoxious but I guess they couldn't get Hannah back I can't wait back. for almost to take her mask off and it's just Hannah. <laughs> that can't would wait. make me so yeah. happy. <laughs> the whole Malik like um, leaving stuff at her own grave was also very what the fuck. It just speeds into yeah. my theory, but still very what the fuck. Also, well, the whole glossing over the kidnapping is very what the fuck. Atiyah's mm-hmm. parenting skills, like losing her daughter on the beach at the house of her kidnapper bad well not only that but like also like having a really like you know kind of secret conversation about her like right within her hearing range so much so that she destroys the rock yeah that she's holding yeah just not not my jam what else I had so many I didn't write them down unfortunately but they were (laughs) funny I feel like everything we talked about in the gossip section was oh, what the fuck pretty much yeah even in the plot section we, we couldn't help, yeah, ourselves. We I couldn't kept, help ourselves i kept interjecting with like takes i couldn't not. <laughs> <laughs> oh because i said we'll talk about this in the gossip section about something but i can't remember what it was i mean the jansu this show like it's gone really game of thronesy in the way that like there's all of these, in the like, worst possible way <laughs> yeah very heavy dialogue scenes and then like the action scenes are like really rushed because like there's so much dialogue and so much unnecessary dialogue mm-hmm. yeah that just makes me really angry it's like like chill on the dialogue we don't need all this expository shit like yeah just yeah show we don't need happening. the monologues we like if you're rushing towards a conclusion like just cut out the unnecessary characters like john soon set up like yeah they don't need a scene every episode yeah we won't forget who they are. They not only need a scene, they need a scene together that does nothing to advance the plot. Right, that's right. exactly what they need. That's, that's what makes you mad. It's like, it's the same thing as Game of Thrones, you know? You knew you had three episodes left and there was so much shit that needed to yeah. happen in those yeah. three episodes. Yeah. And it wasn't going to happen in a satisfying way. So. Nope. We haven't finished this show and I'm already complaining. I know. <laughs> as as you said last time, there's loose ends, not plot holes. Until we get to the end. Yeah, until we get to the end. And then we can have, we can do a bonus episode of plot holes. <laughs> once we're literally, once they've con- been confirmed. Yeah. My biggest is the 
nice dog that was sitting in the middle of the street last episode why <laughs> yeah why what? is that Sahara's other form like she's a werewolf <laughs> maybe yeah, it also maybe. took me a bit to like remember that oh what's the name of this girl Sahara and um the grandma were dead in this timeline like it's really hard to keep track of who's dead and who's alive we didn't even know that they just are like we're just assuming it well we know it now but like we were assuming it because it's very similar to timeline one but they never told us that yeah yeah i don't know also what you said okay this is really important so the syriac was the alien language i think this is a big what the fuck but now it's the protector's language right who the fuck's language is it right yeah like like dude decide whatever you're gonna decide but don't like flip it they just in the middle of season yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah the whole like umut speaks syriac because she's a protector so she like instinctively better she better be treacherous oh my (laughs) god like please don't make her good yeah, I mean, uh, I think she could be bad. Like, they had that scene where she was, like, spying on Erhan's conversation with Atie, but knowing this show, that could also just be, like, she's sad because she's single scene, you know? Yeah, and then they're going to be, like, almost the worst thing other than being adopted is being single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, the whole adoption thing is really fucked up that, that they have, like, such a negative perception of it yeah. on the show. Yeah. Like to kind of just like to the point of like the shitty odd TV like your parents have left. (laughs) I'm not I'm not adopting you because that would be the worst thing that could happen. I'm just you know babysitting while they're away forever (laughs) (laughs) on a farm on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Also, okay. I I feel like this probably has been well. This was what the fuck we discussed. The distances, like, I'm very angry about that because it's so ridiculous. And also what you mentioned about, like, how, oh, somehow Atiyah from Istanbul got to Mardin before, got to Dara before Erhan. Who was already there. (laughs) Yeah, That just made me really fucking mad. Like, I mean, I really hope that they, again, don't have much faith that they will, but it would be great if they showed what happened and had gone there hours before but was whatever kidnapped or stuck somewhere whatever happened but he was archaeologic with his archaeologist friend <laughs> right but knowing how things usually go in these dramas that he's probably going to stumble in like two hours later and then something's going to be wrong with Atia. <laughs> yeah yeah so. for sure oh, i'm so angry about that still about all of that Something I forgot to mention in the gossip section, but it is kind of a what the fuck. When Jansu was yelling at Ozan and she was like, three years ago, you came to my door with flowers and I forgave yeah. you. Was that talking about the nail incident? Because if she forgave him for that, I will be enraged. God, I don't know. I didn't think about that that deeply, but maybe that's really messed up. I was worried that that's what she was talking. I hope let's just pretend it wasn't. But if it was then I'm real bad. I wouldn't put it past this show. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any what the fuck says Guy? No, nothing, nothing really to add. I, I agree the whole many plot points were just what the fucks in and of themselves. So <laughs> yep. Okay. Sultan of success. Kind of well, Ozan only up until he got duped out of his car. Yeah, he, he got duped. He can't win it. Yeah, he can't win. But he was it was going really well for him for his family hallucination lined up with what he needed to happen. It was, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he got duped by Atia's weird like we hit someone. <laughs> I think for uh, that reason, Atia should be the social. Yeah, yeah, that was such Ugh. a poor lie and it worked. She was finally kind of savvy coming. Yeah, that's true. It was a big moment for her. I was proud of her. Oh, I don't want to give it to her. Who are we going to give it to? Umut for maybe like working her wiles. (laughs) But we haven't seen the fruits of that yet. She's probably going to turn out to be good and useless. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely good and useless. Also, like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, they introduced a new, like, love conflict in the, like, almost last episode. Like, what the fuck? 
That's why the only logical resolution is her just trying that to, you know, trick Adhan to do her bidding. And like, he's too pure and strong <laughs> to fall for it. Pure but... and strong. <laughs> for he Except is Adam somehow, and he has not yeah. original sin to like Eve. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow, like, he's Adam with whatever she's the just... snake what's the snake <laughs> oh we did we also didn't talk about the ridiculousness of them following that snake through like the wall whatever oh the bird <laughs> i think she just spoiled something because we did not <laughs> see that shit <laughs> yeah Oof. oh god i'm sorry yeah this is why it's so dangerous to watch these i know this was an accident but this is why we don't um we don't get ahead of the episode that's okay that doesn't surprise me at all (laughs) okay fatwa's hit list i mean melek melek is an obvious candidate uh i would put atia there because i just want to punch her in the face every time i see her stupid smiling face Wait, okay. <laughs> I mean, but that's, yeah, probably not appropriate. So, Melek? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, a very grudging congratulations to Atie for being the Sultan of Success today. Uh, watch out to Melek. I know we said we wanted to find out your plan, but I'm kind of scared about the lackluster amount of plan that we're going to find out about. So I think, Fatwa, you should just fucking go for it. Um... <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time about RTA season three, episode six.